I'm Sadia Tariq and you are listening to Dhani the podcast bringing you the last and final episode of the Ramadan 2021 special series a deeply moving thoughtful insightful uh, podcast with a helva on spiritual listening helva thank you so much for being back on dhani and being part of this uh, special ramadan series and um, i wouldn't take too much of your time and dive right in and ask you what do we understand what do we mean when we when we talk about when we hear um, the phrase spiritual listening Hmm. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, thank you for having me on this call again. Um I think that's a really incredibly deep question because when we talk a lot of the times about communication um we go from the approach of how can I articulate myself in a way that the other person understands what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of courses on communication um center around that. and so it's kind of a flip to turn and say how can i listen in a way that allows somebody else to feel understood um right the quality of asami the quality of allah's all hearing quality it, when we want to taste something uh, of that quality um we have to sit in the listening and to sit in the listening can happen one of two ways and then a variety within those two spectrums one is you speak i wait for your words to travel through through space and hit my eardrums i listen and then i speak and we have the same process but in that listening there is a level of separation right because words have to travel between us and so in the essence of listening we experience something of our separate states but in the unity in the quality of allah sami there's unity there's oneness everything with allah there's oneness and so what does it feel like to sit in the listening in the oneness of allah's quality what is that like what reflection do we experience in that state and and something that my teachers have shown me um and i have experienced in very small pieces and bits but have learned from those who who live in that state is that when you sit into the quality of asami suddenly the one speaking you speaking to me i'm aware that allah does not waste time that allah is intentional with everything he does and so if i am set in front of you if i am placed divinely placed in front of you and you are divinely placed in front of me then allah through you is giving me a message. And so suddenly mm-hmm. there's this element of sacredness and reverence when you're speaking regardless of what you're saying that that moment that Allah put me there that Allah puts you here together. And so what does that mean? It's almost then Allah is saying something through you for me that there's something that my heart or soul or spirit needs that you've been sent to give me. And so in a way it suddenly becomes me talking to myself in the mirror and my mirror self hearing and so the speak 
the speaker and the one listening, the separation begins to dissolve between them. And that is all set off by turning ourselves to the quality of Ihsan by reminding ourselves that Allah is present in every moment and that he sees us and speaks to us in every moment. Um, and so that spiritual listening is not just being separate from the speaker, but uniting yourself with the speaker and speaking with, through, and listening through them in this sort of mind-breaking way. Um, the mind doesn't necessarily do well with that because it requires relativity. Um, it requires duality. But the heart can feel that space of unity. Um, yeah. So I have a question. Uh, what, so uh, basically, it's is it like establishing that connection with everybody and anybody that we're conversing with? Great question. Um, in the Sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, it is said that when somebody would speak to the Prophet, peace be upon him, he would square his shoulders to them and he would square his feet. And as a result, the person speaking would say, it felt like I was his best friend, that I was the most important person in the world when I was speaking, that his attention was so sincerely and gently on that person in front of him. Mm. And this is the prophet of God, peace be upon him. Sure. Like, what are you going to tell the prophet of God, peace be upon him, that's going to like be inquire or inspire that much attention towards you? Because a lot of times we give attention to people who are famous or powerful or insightful or intellectual. And so we're like, we, we tune in and we turn and we give attention. But here in the deserts of Arabia, like what are people saying that you would say would validate that sort of response? But that it's not about that. It's not about the words being said. It's about the fact that they're speaking to you and being present with what does Allah want me to take from this moment? How does Allah want me to be with this person? Because I may be talking to you about groceries, hmm. But what is my heart longing for? Because in every moment, I am longing for equality of Allah. And we have been sent here, in a sense, to answer one another's prayer through Allah. Like Allah uses us to answer one another's prayers. He mm -hmm. doesn't need us. He doesn't need us at all. Sure, sure, and yet yeah. he gives us the blessing of saying, I'm going to pour my light through your vessel and you will give it to that person. So that in your giving, you receive because you, because you receive my quality first. And if you're just aware of that, if you're aware of the fact that this person talking about groceries, if you listen deeply from your heart, it's like the Quran says, it's not the eyes that are blind, it's the heart. It's not the ears that are deaf, it's the heart's ears. What would it look like for you to listen deeply looking at what Allah is making through this person for me in this moment, even in the most mundane of conversation. And maybe as they're talking about groceries, you feel a sadness in their heart. And so that gives you an opportunity 
as a listener, that's what you picked up because you're in tuned with them. And now when you speak, your words may be talking about groceries, but beneath them you offer a prayer of love, a prayer of uh, mercy, a prayer of peace. And so you speak with your tongue, on your face, this mouth, and you speak from your heart to the heart that's saying something different, if that makes sense. I totally understand. And uh, so let me rephrase this with my next question. So basically, as a listener, we are providing a safe safety net or a safe place or a safe stage for uh, the other person to pour their heart out. And they would probably pour it out only when the safety is there. But what happens in situations which there's heated argument and there's a lot of retort and there's a lot of sarcasm and there's anger sort of dripping from the words? Uh, So what are you supposed to do as a listener then? I love that you brought that up. And that's really important because a lot of times when we talk about listening, people see it as the same as enduring abuse. And that's not the same. Mm. So you can listen to what a heart wants to say. And if you're present with Allah and you're asking for guidance every step, sometimes the act of listening, it guides you to turn away from that person. I mean, the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he went to Taif and... They were throwing stones at him. He didn't stand there and just get hit with stones, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't standing there and saying, okay, well, I'm here to like listen to what you have to say. So there is a level of um, being present with how you're guided. Because honestly, sometimes, which is even more, because when someone is rude, when someone is um, angry, it's easier to turn away from them than when someone is not angry and not rude. And the guidance is to turn away from them. So sometimes you're present when you're present and you trust what guidance you get. And it's never going to be perfect. We're not perfect. And we're not claiming that we can hear the voice of God. It's just you pray and you try to turn to your heart and trust your heart's movement as you're doing the practices of remembrance and repentance instead of only your mind's logic. And that's just what I'm saying here is it's a combination. And so if someone shows up to you and they're angry in your present, the words are one thing, but what's underneath it? And so as a listener are, and it's, and remember, it's a journey. You may not be able to do this right off the bat, but as you practice with the, you know, person at the store or um, a coworker, conversations that are not as charged, then when it comes to a charged conversation, you're more comfortable being present with what they're saying beneath their words. And oftentimes, not always, but in my experience, often, when you hear the heart of what someone's saying and you continuously respond to the heart and not to the outer words, that person's outward state starts to descend down towards their inward state. Because the inward reality is far more powerful than the outward reality. Mm. And so when you hold that, when you see that, when your attention is on that, it creates like this gravitational force. 
And that's why when you go and you sit in front of holy people, sacred worshipers of Allah, friends of Allah, their state pulls you into your heart. Their state pulls you into your emotions. And so often when you go around the world and you visit these teachers and sages, you'll, you'll notice the majority of the audience begins crying. But their yeah. outlines are very simple. They'll say something like, you know, Adam was sent to the earth and, and then, you know, he ended up finding Eve. Something like that. And then there's this 90% <laughs> of the crowd is crying. And then there's that 10% who's so extremely logical that's completely confused. <laughs> what that warranted? How, how come that statement warranted such a response? And so what, what that is, is that gravitational force, it, it switched you out of the, it switched the, like the radio station, just clicked out of a station and it's a completely different broadcast. And so if you're, you're both in the same car per se, but you're hearing different broadcasts from the same radio. And so that being said, it gives us an opportunity to say, even the person who's angry, what prayer is their heart longing for? Mm. in the anger that's coming at me, can I still do my job as a representative sent from Allah to offer them that prayer? Can I still do right by Allah? Here, maybe they're wronging me in the way they're speaking to me, but uh, they're not my boss, and, and they're not my king, and they're not my creator. So how I respond to them, I don't want it to be a reaction to them. I want to respond to them as a reaction to all that Allah has given me. And so turning that, and then you get, because a lot of times, you know, <laughs> with listening, we say like, you say something worth my listening. If it's worth me spending the time, if it's worth what you're saying, if, if, it, if it's adding to my life. And so a lot of it is focused on the power in whether we, invoke this quality of listening is given to another person instead of giving that power to Allah and saying, Allah, you call me. If I'm supposed to sit here for three hours and listen to someone say the same story, looping it, then I will do that because I trust that you have something for me in it. To ourselves. And we sometimes talk to ourselves in a very berating manner. So what happens there in terms of listening? So one part of us is listening when we're talking to ourselves, right? Sure. So what do we do there? How do we sort of, uh, it's us talking to us kind of thing. That's a great question. Um, really, really good one. So here with the listening, if you remember, there's the outward words someone's saying, and then there's the inward. So that there's that place in the heart, that prayer, that pain, the, the longing, the need. And the need, when I say the need, the way I understand it is um, a need for a divine quality. A need for mm. a law through a divine quality or a recipe of divine qualities. Mm. In other words, in the heart, it's like if someone has, has um, experienced a long life of not being seen, for example... And so when they speak, they're, they're loud or, or their, their thoughts are all jumbled or they're, they're busy trying to make sure you see them, right? And so sometimes that comes off as someone being 
arrogant, or sometimes it comes off as someone being very needy, right? And so we listen, if we listen to the arrogance and needy, we're kind of turning away from them. But when we listen to this quality of, I'm longing to be seen by my Lord, mm. they're, they're reaching out for al-basir, the all-seer. And so there we have a prayer. We have to hold it in reverence, right? And so when it comes to ourselves, <laughs> it's the same thing. And so here we have voices, right? The voices, I would break them into three. The voices of the, the nafs or the ego. The voices of the darkness or the shaitan. And then the voices of light and guidance. Mm. I'm sure you could probably split it into different categories, but it's always been helpful for me to, to think of, of voices in, in those terms, in these three sections. So now when we speak to ourselves. And there's the part of us as the observer and it's listening. The first thing is, which voice is speaking? Yeah. So when we reach down and we say, which voice is speaking? And so that's the deeper dimension. The words are whatever they are. Um, although the words do hint and give us clues as to who's speaking. Um, you, you're listening first. Who's speaking? And if it's the voices of darkness and, and the shaitan, well, you've already been taught what to say, a'udhu billah. Yeah. You're saying, I seek refuge from that voice in the mm. light. So you already know that that's the stones being thrown at Ta'if, that you're not going to stand there and get pelted. So you turn around. But notice when the Prophet, peace be upon him, yeah, he turned around. He didn't... He turned around, but he held... Um, the people's hearts beneath the throwing of the stones. Mm. He, he didn't curse them. Mm. And so here, yeah, we're cursing the, the shaitan, these outer words, but the shaitan is speaking through a part of us. Now we're holding that part gently. Mm. So it's this part of us that believes in what's being said. It's the part in our ego that keeps the door open for that. So we're holding that place and we're praying for that place. We're saying, I seek refuge from this voice and this darkness. And I turn over the place in me that's wounded that let this voice in. Because mm. that part of me needs gentleness. That part of me is hurt. That part of me is in pain and turned to the wrong face. And so that's what it means to listen as you, yeah, you identify that, you say, you turn from that voice, you don't bring shame in, it doesn't help you, you just turn to Allah. And then you hold that place inside of you that's in pain with love. Mm -hmm. There's the voices of the ego, which is anxious and maybe has um, parts of arrogance or I am better or I am worse or these self-judgments, then again, you sit and you say, if this was a separate person, what is their prayer? What is their longing? What is their need? They need to be heard. They need to be seen. They need to be honored. Why not go to the source? Yeah. And so now that voice that terrorizes you in deep listening becomes a signpost to what your true need is. And instead of staring at the sign, follow the arrow 
to what quality you're longing for in a deeper sense, and then ask Allah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so that's all, all talking, and that's all talking, and there's all listening on the other side of the coin. Where does uh, silence feature in? Mm, that's good. That's a great <laughs> question. So actually, it's the silence that gives space to all of this. And so, you know, the Rumi's famous quote, um, silence is the language of God, all else is poor translation. What that means is in the silence, infinite possibilities exist. Infin- mm. So <laughs> language of an infinite eternal being being silent means that all possibilities are available all at once, that mm. nothing is limited. And so when we speak, when I speak, suddenly infinite ideas narrows down into finite words. Yeah. <laughs> so holding yeah. the silence means being present with the presence of the infinite. And mm. so sometimes well, really, the key of listening is is not saying anything. So when you're in the state of true listening, you're you're quiet, you're still, and you're present. And the more present, and the more silent, and the more still you become, the closer and closer you get to a state of oneness with that person, with the unspoken silent parts in them. Because there's a part of them speaking, but there's a part of them silent. And really the part that has all the value is the silent part. The real deep value, the deep wisdom is that silence. It's silence that holds words. Without silence, there is no meaning. Without gaps between words, there is no language. Without silence between notes, there's no melody. Without um, silence even between waves there's no color so everything in a sense is held in the silence and so when you don't know which way to go with your listening with your practices with your longing when you sit in the silence there's presence enters and you could feel it when you're still just still enough that there's this reverence that enters the room and so one of the things we didn't talk about yet is what does listening to Allah look like right you know you listen to people right. you listen mm-hmm. to yourself what does listening to Allah look like mm-hmm. and that is predominantly entered in the door of silence because you know the Quran right the recital recitation of God's word which is interesting because then we're called right Iqra, read it <laughs> but then what is reading a recitation look like? Right? What mm. is reading a sound look like? Reading a sound looks like listening. Brilliant. And what is yeah. yeah, what is that listening? So a lot of times but oh um I'm gonna read the Quran. I'm like, Well, have you read it listening to it? They're like, What are you talking about? Because when you're reading, you're the one being active. You're reading, okay, I'm reading these mm. words. I read. But what does listening look like in your reading? Now, not mm. that you're past listening, but there is a layback 
and let in. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? All of us, it's worth sitting and contemplating that. That when you reach for this book, let's say, quote unquote, scroll and you pull it out of the shelf, what are you looking at? Are you listening to what you're looking at? Because Allah says in the Quran that his verses are ayahs, signs. And he describes all of nature as having ayahs, signs. And so there's this cosmic Quran in the world. And then there's this Quran in your hand. And then there's the Quran inside of you. Allah said, be and these things came to life. And so you're literally walking in the Quran every single day. Because mm-hmm. you're walking in a world of signs. So you, through your listening, get to decide how much reverence you want to bring to the world. Because you may do ritualistic washing before you touch the Quran, which deserves the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. And how often do you walk purified into the earth? How often do you reverent mm-hmm. with a child or an elder or a cat, or a stray dog, how do you treat these signs? You know, as Muslims, sometimes people say things like, if there's a picture of a pig, like, ew, oh, gross. And I'm like, that's a sign of God. You may be called not to eat that animal, but you better hold yes. that to high regard. Yeah. Sign of Allah. Yeah. So we sometimes, we forget that we're walking in a world of signs, divine signs, divine mm. ayahs. Mm. And so the calling then becomes, can you listen to what the blade of grass has to say as an ayah, as a recital? Can you listen to what the wave is saying? Can you listen what, how Allah is speaking through what he created? And so in every moment, not just that the mosque, the Qari is saying the Quran. Every moment, you have an opportunity to listen to divine revelation. And, the, and it depends on your willingness to be silent enough for it to be heard. Brilliant, brilliant. I um, So essentially, I mean, the word listening in, in English language is quite limited. And it's quite limiting because it just sort of brings in just the auditory part. But if we are really to listen, whether it is with our with we talking to us or anybody else talking to us or we're talking or uh, listening, as you said, as you're saying to to the word of Allah, it is essentially bringing in all the senses and awakening all the senses. And we could be listening through the eyes and we could be Mm -hmm. listening through the skin and we could be listening through the touch rather than just auditory. Exactly. That's beautifully said. Because you're receiving, listening in a sense is receiving what Allah is sending through the forms he created. Mm. And so when you're with that, I mean, if you see them, the poet's, Rim particularly ends a lot of his poems by saying khamush, which means silence. Yes. <laughs> right? And so, and uh, you could see in his poems that sometimes they get to a point where then he says, in, in a whisper, he's saying something. And what that's denoting is intimacy. 
right? Like when you whisper, if I whisper to you, how close are we? We'd have to be physically close. Mm-hmm. And so it's articulating the, the physical intimacy as far as just in, in distance even. Are we getting closer to you and now you can hear me in a whisper? And then yeah. when it's silence, there's no longer me and you. Because mm-hmm. it went from loud, softer, whisper, and then just silence. Is that 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 fena, that annihilation into the oneness, the raindrop hitting the ocean and becoming something bigger than its separate self. Mm. And then not even a sound. And then not even a sound. Mm. You know, I read somewhere uh, where um, it, it said that uh, uh, the sound of heartbreak is so devastating that even God did not have uh, hmm. a sound for it. <laughs> hmm. So uh, it is really, the heartbreak is really dissolving, knowing that it's cracked open uh, only because the, the 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 creator is there. And of course the creator would have no uh, uh, finite sound so to speak. Mm. That's uh, it's very metaphoric and poetically beautiful. Um, I love that. And I think, you know, with the silence in that is probably the most powerful sound you'll ever find. Correct. I, I completely, completely uh, agree with you. Um, Helva, thank you so much for this. Uh, it's... Um, it's, it's somehow your voice and everything that you've said is settling in not just audit, through the auditory sense, but otherwise as well, because I have goosebumps. And uh, But God bless you for this. And uh, may we all uh, sort of find those, um, those gems of finding that the divine between every conversation and the gems of finding the divine when we are conversing with ourselves. Uh, and finally, uh, may we all be able to hear what Allah has to say to us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam.